Blog Talk Radio. Hello to all the listeners out there, and welcome to this Sunday's edition of the Too Much Show. Today is February 9th, 2020, and here on the Too Much Show, it's always real talk by real people. And I am your host, MT, and with me are my co-hosts. Mr. Jones, a.k.a. Sam Jones, and Mr. Come First, because you got to respect me and my other co-host today. And is this the truth? And we bring them live to you. Oh, my God, man. If I ever felt so much better today, only because it's so much to talk about. And then, like, how we always bring it. It's just, like, almost the new season of, like, an opening day of football. But also, it's a new branch of football. And then there's a lot of other things that's going on in the way. It's so much to talk about. But first and foremost... It's always one thing that I really have to say. Oh, not even one thing that I have to say, and I just have to keep it real to you, is that how we starting the show off today is fuck Gail King. Fuck mm, you. It may be a lot for you. Oh, shoot. Well, thanks for the ad lib. But also, we're still back at it, though. And with that, it's just because I think it's a reoccurring factor that um, we have our I guess, uh, people that interview us or just people that are legends. And then once these legends pass, they try to tarnish their name with um, things that could have just been presented or asked while they were alive. And um, if you're not, if you're not really concurrent on the, 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 the situation that had, um, Gail King had an interview with Lisa Leslie, um, one of Kobe Bryant's close friends. Also with that, she asked her a question that was his legend, uh, was his career tarnished by his late rape charges or his early rape charges that were dismissed um, because the person didn't want to testify on the stand, I believe. So that wasn't all said. But she did say that to her. And then with that being said, um, Lisa Leslie gave her utmost best answer ever, and which was, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but other than shut the fuck up, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was more of, uh, well, if you had this question, you should have asked him this a long time ago. And she had exactly. to say, and you should take into it. And um, just with that being said, man, how do you guys feel about that, man? I ain't even going to ask you guys about your day first. We need to talk about this. All right, let me no, get right into it. it. Uh, go ahead. Oh, you got no, it? Go ahead. No, go ahead. All right, let me get right into it. First and foremost, Lisa Leslie, shout out to her. She handled it with the utmost class, and she handled it with the utmost respect to fellow women, fellow grievers out there, people who lost their family. This man didn't even have a memorial service. And his daughter didn't even, and all the other victims out there. And we already trying to bring up things that were dismissed back in 2003. But the thing that really bothered me is, after the initial question, you see the person they interviewing out of disrespect. You know, out of, yeah, disrespect. She felt uncomfortable. They continue to pry it. 
I don't care if the network put it in your ear. I don't care if you try to say they took it out of context, as you said two days ago. That was wrong, and that was appalling. Because the fact remains is evidence was found that made the case get dismissed. I mean, the icing on the cake was she didn't want to testify, but evidence was found in that case. Right or wrong, MT? No, we right. And that evidence that was found in the case for the people that don't know was what? Several men's semen found in her underwear? And then so, you know, on top of that, she she, was, she told us. She said, I never felt that company around him. Other people have that mentality, be like, go get that girl for me and all of that. He never did that when we were out together. And she continued to try to go on about it. Well, is that something because she didn't talk and the case got dismissed? Like, why is why is this still going on? Like, fuck you for that. I think the only thing that can help at this point is she does a public apology to Vanessa and her daughter, especially the one that's old enough to know this, because you just relive in the pain. I remember when she was going in them interviews during the case, her face, what she looked like. Like, for her to stay I mean, to, to be honest her, right now, I, I think Gail King needs the same treatment as uh, the person that was talking about these niggas out here, okay? Oh, these knackers, these knackers. These knickers. Oh, knackers. Okay. So yeah. she needs that same treatment. <laughs> there's no there's no reason for her to be, I guess, um it, it was it was tasteless. like uh, I guess like an escape pass. Um or like you mean you get one free. You get one fuck up free. Um, no. You don't deserve that. Not in this but not I, in this sense, and you can't blame it on the network. You can't say that you was reading the teleprompter because if that was said, then everything I said in the beginning of the show, I pretty much just read this from whoever wrote this now. Well, it's not just the teleprompter. She Remember, she tried to blame it on, say that, you know, she had went over the clips and everything with the network and told them which clips to release, and they did the exact opposite of what she said. And to me, that was just straight bullshit, no, and that was kinda, a cop-out. She contradicted herself. Um, and I do yeah. know what you're talking about. She said yeah. that the network uh, released the clip, basically a promotional clip, and it uh, was I I believe that question that was said, and that was a uh, that was in the promotional clip. But the clip that she was talking about was her reaction, and the following question and before question tied into everything and it was more than what it was. Now now that's the only thing that I can't be biased on that she was speaking the truth. It does make sense. Yeah. But also I don't you even know, know how, how even this game is. Even got to that, it's, 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 a, it's a touchy subject. It's like you can't you can't get juice without knowing what you're gonna set off. And I mm-hmm. think I think the way what she if if she's a true journalist and this is just or just reporter or her profession, she wanted to be the best in it. I think she literally needs to dumb down what she was trying to reach. Basically, also, uh, I want to say like last week in our cast when I said uh, the same thing and we were really real on the topic. 
is almost to put it to rest. I don't think she did that. I think she uplifted to trying to put down his name, and then the network played on it too. Now, if she was really true to her craft, she would have put it, just put it to rest and then set her piece on it versus not leaving it a little bit, I guess, weary or draining. I mean, and let's be real, just just real quick. When did this when did this sexual assault allegation happen? Happened back in two thousand and three. Two thousand three, two thousand four, I think, when it was finally laid to rest. So we talking about nearly sixteen fucking years later. And you telling me right now that this is the time where people wanna quote unquote get upset and try to question this man about that? Like, no, it's BS at the end of the day. And people are like, oh, well, she refused to testify because, you know, her and Kobe settled in civil court. No, because she probably didn't want to hurt her chances and having her civil court decision reversed. I'm going to tell you all just from being able to sit in, you know, corporate offices and listen to people from corporate, there are companies out there that will settle even though they're not necessarily at fault just to make something go away. And we've seen it time and time again where people are targeted because they're the ones who have the most money. They're the ones who have the most popularity, and they know that they're going to pay that money to essentially have things go away. And like I said, it, Kobe, he was acquitted of it. If anybody had a problem with it, they should have brought it up. I know they brought it up that time where he won that Oscar for his uh, – for a short that should have been the only time they should have brought it up. Yeah, and then when they brought it up, guess what? All that shit got laid to rest again. But now all of a sudden, because he's dead, now people feel big and bold and badass and want to try to disrespect him. Like, fuck anybody and everybody who got a problem with Kobe and that situation. Like, the shit has been handled. What, what else can you do? Yeah, let's be honest. It's just a bitch move by CBS because at the end is. of the day, they try to do it for clicks and they try to do it for viewership. It's on the network. I mean, they're not guilty from that at all. Gail King might have been right. She, they, she might have showed her what clips to pick and they changed it. So what? It still happened. It still should have been mentioned. It's a time and a place Pretty for much. everything. Like, yep. and the I fact, think, and the fact that he would have had less rest. impact. He didn't even get laid to yep. rush yet. Well, Vic didn't happen in Staples Center yet. It's just sad. And you know what? And honestly, my heart really goes out to Vanessa. That That's sad. She got she to gotta apologize to her. Not no call over the phone and you say it in the interview. You have to do a public in front of everybody. Which is true. I wouldn't say tomorrow. publicly. I mean, because I don't think that she has... I don't know, doing it publicly, that's only an even more of a stain that you already left. You're not cleaning up your mess. I think she if she does do it publicly, it should be a soft apology, which she already did, and then a personal apology, which I think that has already transpired. Yeah, like, yeah, now, now, from now on, from now on, I think if anything else happens, if, like, she jump over that bridge again and give out this same BS, it's not it's not going to work for. I don't think we'll have the same because you know we're always forgiving 
I mean, come on now, let's let's be realistic. We've got a lot of a lot of uh people of color, talent, um or, or diversity that fuck up and then we forgive them. We're not gonna just mm-hmm. not leave that out the window. So with that mm-hmm. being said, if you can go right with this and then start giving back the positive versus this one negative that you threw out, then maybe we can forgive you again. But it just can't happen again. It just can't be a repeating factor. Which right, uh, her best friend maybe lever now, which Oprah did when real. she tried to do the double whammy. Yeah, go ahead. Alright, let, let me ask y'all this. Real talk. So real talk by real people. Do you think America would still give a shit about Kobe's rape case if it wasn't a white woman? No. And I don't even think that it would have been bringing up. Who wouldn't be having this segment right now? No. Uh, no. I would say I would say it's hiding. It's hiding because of that. But they would still care because they still care about Tyson. And Tyson's was a white woman. Yeah, but when people was the last time that Mike yeah. Tyson? Yeah, but when was but Tyson's legitimately brought up? They they did, but here was the thing though. When was the last time Tyson's was legitimately brought up? You know what I'm saying? Like, remember, ever since he checked him oh, yeah, and told yeah, him, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah ever since he told him he's gonna punch him in his fucking face. Yeah, don't nobody ask yeah. Tyson about that shit now. Nobody. I would never. I won't dare. He's one of the nicest men I ever met, but I I won't know. I won't dare. <laughs> it's just some things shouldn't be mentioned out of class and respect. Because we wasn't in that room. We don't know what happened that moment. We don't know. And it shouldn't be something we should try to figure out. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, like I told people, because people were sitting up here, I said, listen, obviously, you know, our prayers go out to the alleged victim if that actually happened. But the problem is, and the reason why so many people are hesitant right. is, that number one, because of the happen. evidence. First of all, nah, exactly. nah, nah, change that old approach. That shit ain't fucking happen. Like, man, we already said the shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I'm We're gonna saying, leave it alone. Speaking, it's, it's already, yeah, but not, I'm just speaking about it. Hasn't yeah. happened because if it did happen, she would have took it to that stand and she would have stood what she lived for. Forget all exactly. that. It would have just been no yeah. Kobe. We wouldn't have had a Kobe. You know what I mean? But since we do, sure. and she didn't, we're gonna live with that. And then she shouldn't have said what she said, knowing that she was gonna get this backlash. She didn't turn oh, that into a positive. She let it negative, and then we were just gonna keep it there. Now, still talking about NBA, rest in peace, Kobe, Diana, always, and then the fellow victims awesome. that was also in that crash as well. Going into NBA, we also had the NBA All-Star Week. So, talking about that, we also have Giannis and LeBron as the captain. Giannis, Giannis, I'm, Giannis. I say Giannis because I'm black, Okay. So, be honest, be honest, be honest, and be honest. I got be you. honest, <laughs> be honest, okay? Be honest and be honest. honest. Be honest oh. and be honest. That's what I was just saying. <laughs> nice wordplay. But 
So they also have the East and the West uh, captains of the team. Um, MT, Mr. Jones, who want to take that away? I'll take it take away. It away so, all right. So let's go over team, as uh, Zeus would like to say, Gionis or Gionis. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, so I can take it. On his team, he has, of course, himself. He has Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kimball Walker, Trey Young, Chris Middleton, Bam Adebayo from the Miami Heat. Never really heard of him, but okay. I guess he's okay because the Heat are balling this year. Uh, Rudy, Gobert. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy Butler from the Heat. Cal Lowry from the Raptors. Brandon Ingram from the Pelicans. And Donovan Mitchell from the Jazz. Now, Team LeBron. <laughs> You all ready for this? Let's get into hit it. Him high, hit him high, hit him high. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ready for this. Yeah, exactly. Where's the theme song for this? So we got. Hit him low. So we got Anthony Davis. We have Kawhi Leonard. We got Luka Doncic from the Mavericks. We got James Harden. We got Damian Lillard from the Trailblazers. Ben Simmons, Nikola Jokic from the Nuggets, Jason Tatum, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, and DeMontis Sabonis from the Pacers. That's who we have. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, um, this is also a repeating factor. Mistake me if I'm wrong. Looks like the West has a powerhouse. But you know what, though? They try to make it fair. LeBron got the most votes, so he went first in the starters. Then they switched it up and let, you know, Greek Freak go first in the reserve. So they try to make it fair. And, you know, I mean, at first it looked like L.A. versus the world. And then, like, I'm like, damn, LeBron getting that? Got him? Damn, he got him? Oh, this is bullshit. And he got Dave Little. I'm like, this is crazy. Because you know Dave Miller been on the stairs. He about to cash out. I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. Before I get into that, who believes that the East has the better defense, though? Now, we have the show in the West. Now, what about the defense that the East brings? <clears throat> well, that's tough to say because when we talk about the best well, two-way players, Kawhi is a hell of a two-way player. He is one of the best in the league. Well, the thing well, about this know, is going to be actually different. This is going to be different because it's not going to be an all-out game. Um, it's going to be a game each quarter. True. So game each quarter, you have one great two-way player, but you have a lot of people that like to play the point and have the ball positioned in their hands on the West. But with the ease. That's true. I think they can rotate the ball and anybody can score. They got shooters. They got shooters over there. But you can't necessarily say the East and the West. I'm not even going to say shooters. They they can body. They can actually body down low. I mean, regardless of what you have on the West. I mean, you have. Think about the East lineup. You got that. You got Seattle. Hey, listen, listen, listen. You got to stop saying the East and the West. Technically, yes, those are the two. 
conferences yeah, that are LeBron represented by team. the players. Yeah, but it's Team LeBron yeah. and Team Giannis because you have players from the East that is on LeBron's team, then you got players from the West that's on Giannis' team. Correction. You're right. So, with Giannis' team, you don't think that he has a team of defenders and also people that can body down low? They can yeah, probably glue you and then slow you, you down. I mean, that's, no, that's what I see his team. His team is literally filled with players that can do both. That's two-way players. They're not the, the players that usually get the ball in their hands and then start making plays. They just make plays. So you have that on your team, anybody can score. But I mean, on the other team, though, everybody in that starting class can make their own shot. Which is true, but exactly. they they got scrappers. Everybody can pass. Like, it's the All-Star game at the end of the day. They ain't going to be doing no post-ups and all of that and playing hard down low and physical. It's about Every game is different. Shooting. This is the – this is a different NBA. This is a different NBA All Star game. You also got to consider that too. It's going to be relaxing. So it may. Get serious, the first game? Are you serious? Is somebody going to give up the first game? And then it's not like you're giving up the first game. It's like one out of three. Who's going to win that? Majority of that, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, the rules are the first three quarters are separate. Well, each game is separate game, and the first three quarters are separate, and then all three of those quarters are tallied up until the last, uh, I think, final quarter or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you got something for Kobe. I think it's uh, yeah. the first the first to 24, the first three quarters, and then all those points are tallied up at the end of the game, and then that's when the punch is going to come in. So it's going to be a game. So is a quarter regardless. or are they go to a point limit? Like is the quarters or they go to a point limit? I'm kinda of confused about the rules. I think they go into a point limit. Um that I have to double check. I'm not right now. To... Okay. Uh why well, MT yeah. looking that up. Um I believe that the first three quarters are to twenty four. And then I believe the the teams that win I think they do a donation to some uh, organization. I don't want to say just some organization, but I believe that it was an organization uh, set up that uh, Kobe Bryant also had. So, foundation. All right, so here we go. So this is what happened. Team Giannis and Team LeBron will compete to win each of the first three quarters, all of which will start with the score of zero to zero and will be 12 minutes long. At the beginning okay. of the fourth quarter, the game clock will be turned off and a final target score will be set. How, you may ask? Let me let you all know. So the final target score will be determined by taking the leading team's total cumulative score through three quarters and adding 24 points. The 24 represent Brian's jersey for the final 10 seasons of his NBA career. The teams will then play an untimed fourth quarter, and the first team to reach the final target score will win the NBA All-Star game. 
So I'm sure y'all are like, what the fuck did he just say? Let me put it into perspective. So, no, it's, it's, it's still the, human- the same way. I'm not even going to lie to you. Either way you explain it, it's a lot of numbers and a lot of explanation, but please break it down. All right. So, for instance, if the cumulative score of the first three quarters is 100 to 95, the final target score will be set at 124 points. Does that make sense? So, to win the NBA All-Star game, the team that has 100 points will only need to get will only need to score 24 points to win. And then the team with the 95 points has to score 29 points. So essentially, to, to, to make it, I guess, the easiest for everybody, the team that gets to 124 points first wins the game. That's it. That's it. The team that gets to 124 points first wins the game. Yo, y'all still with me? No, I'm here. I'm just trying to soak it all in. I'm not even going to lie to you. Yeah, like, my brain it. is a little it. bit fried. So my brain is a little just fried. Just hope it's not a so, 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 basically, yeah. so each, basically, each quarter is a target point. And then, no. basically, no, 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 Each okay. quarter is time. No, no, no. Each quarter is time. So each so okay, first three so quarters time. they play in twelve oh, minutes. Okay, I get that. I get that. Okay, oh, okay. each quarter is time, but they exactly. say each quarter, quarter. quarter. Yeah, and then in the fourth they quarter there is score. no game clock. Yep, they add up yeah, the score. Exactly, and exactly in the fourth quarter they shut the game clock off, so it could take them. As quick as five minutes to get to 124 points, or it could take them as long as 30 minutes to get to 124 points. However, the game will not end until you said what? If it's a close game, that's very interesting because it's going to make the team behind ball up because they got to score more points to win. Exactly. I like that. And yeah, I mean the school. And and I know we talked about charitable contributions. So here's the way that it goes. So the winner of each of the first three quarters will receive a hundred thousand dollars. So a total of three hundred thousand will be donated for three quarters. So which means this: Let's say if Team LeBron wins the first quarter by points, right? They'll get a hundred thousand. And then in quarter two, if Team Giannis wins by points, meaning they outscored Team Braun just in that second quarter by itself, then boom, Team Giannis will get 100000 And then in the third quarter, whoever, you know what I'm saying, outscores that person or that team, they get 100000 to put towards their charity of their choice. Oh, Becca, I like that. I like that. They're going to come with it. Make it competitive. I like that. Mm-hmm. That works. What y'all think I mean, I mean, I'm, with with the detailed uh, explanation, it's great. Um, like I said, it, it's going to be something to watch. It's not going to be your regular NBA All-Star game. 
Now, the thing is, can they live up to the hype with everything else before the All-Star game? What's what's the before? Um, Like, how is the slam dunk contest going to be? How is the three-point shootout? Skill point. Yeah. Uh, so that rookie versus sophomore. Yeah, rookie mm. versus sophomore game. Which Ooh, is true. Yeah. Oh my God, that's gonna be nice because I'm not even gonna lie to you. We got a nice couple of rookies and sophomores that've been dogging. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just for you, uh, does everybody know who's supposed to be in uh, the dunk contest? Yep. Definitely don't know. That's another thing. I, I don't. I really, I, I'm not even. I'm uh, not even sure who's going to be in there. I, I believe. Talk about uh, it. Oh, go ahead, Mr. Jones. Yeah. So you got Derek Jones from the Miami Heat. He been high flying this year. He got a couple of highlights. You got Aaron Gordon coming back from Orlando. Eric Gordon always show up. You got somebody new. Hope I'm saying his name right. Pat Connoyanton <laughs> for the Milwaukee Bucks. And then returning, I mean, seven years later, you got Dwight Howard. How y'all think Dwight Howard's going to do? I'm going to do no triple, triple rim. No, nobody wants Triple rim dunk. Uh, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not so with Dwight Howard. But. He better do exactly. something amazing. Hopefully, he don't hurt his lower back. Okay. Uh, he's not controlling. He wanted to make an injury. Professor, if he could still duck a twelve foot rim, he'd be all right. But I mean, I it don't even matter though. Jones. It's like that's not that's not that's not what we want to see. I mean, think about it. We just had not too many years ago. I don't even think. Yeah, not too many years ago. Oh no, we got we Jay Moran uh, as well. We got Jay Moran in there as well. Oh, they just had, he just added himself. Yeah, Jay Moran is going to be in. But y'all remember? Uh, what was the? Uh, they had they had like a back alley slam dunk contest, and this was after like that shit show that they had for the All Star Dunk Contest, and they came up with this. And, um, oh, you talking about yes, yeah. I know you talking about. Mm-hmm. It's called like Slam Up or some shit like that. I know he used to come on late at night. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because I'll be sure, son, was on that joint. That dude had like a 68 inch vertical. It was like crazy. But now, nah, go ahead. But that just being said, we don't want to see these generic dunks. Like, come on, man. Like, we understand that you're under the contract. You don't want to get injured. If that's the case, just don't sign up. Oh, and if you're going to do a dunk contest, I think the NBA should just open up just the talent that make it watchable. Like if yeah, I mean Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon yeah, going on the show. Yeah, so them yeah, those get guys, back into yeah, of it. Course. Yeah, yeah, actually gonna bring some excitement. Actually, let me correct you though. Zach Levine is actually in a three point contest this year, which is crazy. It's Eric Gordon and John Morant show pretty much, unless Dwight Howard does something incredible. We, other than that, it's a John Morant, Aaron Gordon show. And I don't know. Derek Zach, Jones Zach is, Levine, he, he got I think they show. literally said that Zach Levine was supposed to do it as well. So I don't know. Do both? Do both? Yeah, they said he's going to do both. 
that. They said he's okay. supposed to do both. Okay. Yeah. Now for the three point contest, oh. yeah, we we got some decent people. We got Devontae Graham, he's already committed. Zach Levine has committed. Uh you got Duncan mm-hmm. Robinson for the Miami Heat. Luka Doncic, who to me is mm-hmm. my pick. And then you got Trey Young from yeah, the Hawks. My pick. <clears throat> oh no, nah, nah, my bad. Buddy. My bad. Trey Young. Let's go with Trey Young. That's my pick. Yeah, and he, he got Buddy too, Hill. Right? Who? Oh, Buddy Hill too. He got Dame shooting too, right? Nah, Dame. Dame isn't on this list. Okay. Yeah, and then you got Buddy Hill for the uh, Sacramento Kings. Which, truth be told, he's actually because of Steph Curry's injury, he's actually on pace to make eight hundred three uh eight hundred three pointers faster than Steph Curry is. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, it's probably that's designed for the offense. I mean, but the Warriors ain't doing shit. So hello. Until they reserve and their their main players get healthy, we're not going to see the Warriors in effect. And also, too, I want to give credit to myself to say that. Um, what is the bum guy name? Um, who's it? And, Andre Drummond, or whatever. No, no. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Draymond Green. Green. No, Draymond no, no. Green. Green, the bum. I told you he was a bum from a long time ago, and everybody was like, "Oh, he's an all-star player." I said because of the people that he have on his team that makes him looks like he's an all-star player. He's not. He's mediocre, and we all see that now. So it's like that Tupac song. You ain't shit without your homeboys, you know. I mean, I mean, y'all stop hating on that man. I, he's averaging a triple single. Okay, stop hating on him. A triple single. Wow, he, he's funny. Yeah, <laughs> like, a, like a value meal sandwich. <laughs> But no, it's, it's, it's so sad nah, because a lot of people hyped it and I was so mad because I was, you know, I look and I see the Warriors up and they're like, oh my God, J. Mark Green, he's so much of, you know, the heart of the team. He puts the team together. Well, he does this. When it comes to emotion, you can't deny what Draymond has done. When it comes to just being that emotional leader and even playing point forward at times, like, Draymond has contributed just the fact that when you're able to zone in on him because he's one of the key players left, of course he's not going to be that effective. I can't even name another player that's pretty much close to him. I would say kind of like Paul Pierce when they had the big three and he didn't really produce, and then he had KG and Ray Allen and all that. I probably put him in that category. Nah, that's just a He was a double level. He is. He is. But I can't think of another player that's only similar to Draymond Green. Did you see what he did to Kobe in that finals that one year? Kobe got his good back. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, Paul Pierce gave Kobe fits in that finals, man. Draymond would never give that level. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hell nah. 
Paul Pierce is nice. He's nicer than Draymond. Eh? He ain't no goat, but he's nicer than Draymond. Definitely. We can argue top 50 conversation. Nah, I'll give you that, but I was talking about that in the career. And I'm not even going to lie to you. It's, that's pretty it much how breath- Draymond is. It's the last two, three years. He was just the heart of the team. He wasn't really producing. Like that's been Draymond the whole time he been on the Warriors. Every championship, like yes, he made some plays, but it was just because he was there with other players to make that play. Now that he don't have those players, it's just like how I said. Um, even with Stephen Curry, I'm like, you have this team, and then. Once you get there to the finals and it's all on you, it's like you bow out. Like I don't know why it's it's a common repeat of when players that's supposed to be great and they don't have a, a supporting role, they get hurt or they get injured in the finals or something was wrong with them. Or they miss like even with LeBron shots on purpose. Yeah, or they miss buzzer beat the shots on purpose. Like I told y'all, but go ahead. But even with that being said, it's just, it's a common repeat factor. It's like I, I'm not about to give anybody a pass when I see this shit with my own eyes. Well, do you know why? That's the difference, and that's why, and I'm glad that you made that point, but that's why I appreciate the Michael Jordans. I appreciate the Kobe Bryants. I appreciate the Serena Williams and the Floyd Mayweathers because those are the individuals that you don't have to tell them during the offseason, hey, you need to be working on your craft. They're already working on it. They're taking, when it comes to Jordan and Kobe, excuse me, when it comes to Jordan and Kobe, we're talking about thousands, thousands of jump shots a day. A day. Not a week, a day. Thousands of jump shots a day just so they can improve sitting up there working on their defense, always watching tape, studying their opponents. This new generation, all they do is rely on my talent and God-given ability. That's all it is. That's all it is. They don't understand the game like some of the, like some of the veterans did. That's why Kobe was a mentor, and we saw some of the manifestations of what he was able to do. We saw Kawhi. And to be honest, Greek is on his path too. They probably gonna reach the finals this year. To be honest. Yes. I agree. I mean, that's what separates the good from the great though. Separation. Always, I don't know, I wouldn't know. put it past them. I mean, you still got the heat though. I mean he, they are kind of built right now, especially with that eco dollar trade. Um, they could they be kind of the second seed. If anything, in the East. Yeah, because Philly, to me, Philly, they they don't have the toughness, man. They don't have the toughness. Yeah. And and people was wondering why Jimmy Butler. Go ahead. To be honest with you, I see uh, a trade that I thought of a long time ago, and I think that'll probably be uh, like profitable for both teams if they would have traded DeAngelo Russell for Ben Simmons. That way, it gives the game to both offenses, and it also works. 
Yeah, but what do you do when when uh? They well, you yeah. Too much. You said what? I said that before. I said that before. They value their service too much. They wouldn't make that trade. It's a good trade, but they Pretty wouldn't much. make that trade. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, the Ben a, Simmons, Ben Simmons, and, and, and uh, Joel Embiid is not working right now. You need somebody it's that not. can shoot from all angles, and somebody that I can agree. go ahead and pass the ball. I mean, like, I come on, man. Like, DeAndre Russell would be, like, a great fit. And then also with uh, the Warriors. Like, come on now. You got Ben Simmons. Like, you got somebody that's a point that can pass the ball, and you got all shooters on the fucking team. It's a great defense. And then you exactly. can go down low and, and then play. Yeah, and play defense. defense. It's a great. Yeah, he's not a lot of yeah. yeah, you could have threw Ben. From all aspects, for real, you could have threw. It's always a, it's a win-win. Yeah, you could have threw Ben on uh on Dame Little. I mean, on Dame Lillard in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know why I keep getting tongue tied, but yeah, with Dame Lillard in the playoffs, you could have throw Ben Simmons on him and let Steph pretty much roam free and just catch and shoot whenever he wanted to. That's it. Sixers should have made that trade, but but the Sixers are stuck on that whole trust the process thing. That's what that is. Exactly. The seven up exactly. And they basically would have built on. around MP the Simmons. Yep. I can't ask the Markel Fox, even though they I think they got rid of Markel Fox, so he's still there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they got rid of him. He's no longer a uh seventy six anymore. Yeah, so And Embiid, man, uh, he's He's lazy sometimes, which is crazy. But that dude, man, he does. He gets very lazy at times. They literally just have you scratching your head like, dude, like you Are you saying so that he turned dominant. into the new Dwight Howard? Probably. I won't say that. I mean, because we all had expectations for Dwight Howard, and we see and how that turned out. But he made a finals, though. And B didn't even did. get there yet. So I wouldn't put that on the same category. And Dwight Howard was considered the best in his position at one point. It's always been an argument with him, So, okay. Rather it is RG Otis, rather it is Gobert. Rather it is, what was the dude that played for the Heat? The Scissors. I forgot his name. Oh, White Side? Well, he was one, too. Yep, they considered him the best in that one point when he took a beat in the league. So I ain't the same as Howard to me. Well, Howard he might be worse. Him. Yeah, that's true. Howard led his team. And for those of y'all who don't agree, like, come on, man. Look at who Dwight Howard was falling with that year. Fucking Jameer Nelson. And who else did he have? Doug Christie. Rashad Lewis, Tito Turkaloo. Yeah. Uh, damn. We're the best squad, though. It was exactly. a lot of, you know, it was a lot of decent, some good players, and Dwight Howard was the only great player, to be honest, at that time. Agreed. But I go lie, though. Rashad Lewis helped a lot with his shooting in that awkward form. He was shooting that year. Almost definitely. And Rashad Lewis played defense as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I agree with you about Philly, though. I don't think they the team 
I got even got Toronto having a better shot. Like for them to not have Kawhi, they they kind of having a decent season. No, they got. I mean, they be straight. You gotta you gotta think about who they got on their team. I mean, the same players that progressed from last season is doing the same thing this season. Um, yeah. Like, you got Kyle like, Lowry. I about to say Siakam. I about to say then also uh, God, what is my man? Because he is really the clutch factor right now. He's the new like. But uh, I think another. He's the new uh, Jamal Crawford. Yeah, yeah, and I think another thing too is that team got something to prove. You know what I mean? Like everybody's expecting them to fail because Kawhi left. But the fact that they're still playing, they're still, you know what I'm saying, a decent bunch, like, that's actually pretty good. Like, that's very good. The fact that these guys are still in playoff contention. And then also, you got to think about where they're at. I mean, It's not really a hard conference to beat, unless really you in the West. So, other than that being said, I mean, it's not like they have too many struggles. Yeah, like the Raptors, man, they're the number two seed right now in the Eastern Conference. They are literally right behind the Bucks, which could be which could be taken by the Heat with this trade. Um, it could be see it yeah, in the future. Yeah, the Heat are four and a half games. No, I'm sorry, the Heat are four games back from the Raptors for that number two spot, and Boston is in the number three spot. Nets are holding on. They got the seventh seed, and they 23 and 28, which is absolutely crazy. But yeah, well, that's see. because your man uh, Kyrie injury prone. He keep on getting hurt. Yeah. yeah. Well, they care for next season anyway. That's all that is. Yeah, that's all that is. They, they, they're not trying to ball as hard. They're not because they know next season essentially the savior is coming, and once he gets on the court, then they should be up there within the top two seeds of the East. I'm calling it already. Getting the first seed. If he come back a hundred percent the way he was before injury. It's about to be LeBron in reverse. He's going to dominate the East for a while. That's only if you come back the same. I can agree with that. Because, like, like who, who can fuck with about the East? Jimmy Butler going to check him? <laughs> Bucket. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Well, and Giannis don't want to well, check Jim him. Tate, you Jim Tate is going to check him? Fuck it. No. <laughs> Bradley Bill will tackle? Fuck it. Like, nah. It, 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 nah. Like, if he come back the and, way he was. He and the thing is that that'll work to the Nets' advantage to bring Giannis out there on the three-point line because you don't have him down low being able to get rebounds. So, if that's the case, if you pulling Giannis out the paint to check KD, shit, then – yeah, you get you a good big man down there, you're going to be just fine. 
Yeah, which is true. And then also, hey. if you already check the rhythm, I mean, it's always the catching. Well, not catch and shoot, but it's always the pick and roll strategy. Set up by the three point line, set the pick. Either try to get the open look, the fan that comes open, dish it down low. So, it's the common strategy now. And oh, you can't shoot by the three point line. It's a hard game for you because you playing that old school basketball. Everybody's trying to play fast pace and run up the buckets. Hit that three. If you're slipping, I'm going to go ahead and take this easy two and just to somebody down low. The commonplace strategy right now in the league. Yeah, the, the rules made it that way, though. Yeah. The no, it's not even the rules. The I wouldn't say the rules. Yeah. I think, no, no. I think if anything that changed it, I would say was the Warriors when they beat when they beat uh, LeBron and they ran with this the small, like with the small man front and not using the big men. So that way they can run the board. So that way if they can run numbers up, they don't have to worry about getting bored. That's when shooters came to the evolution. Hey, I, I guess, I guess, yeah, I get that. And that's what started this generation we have now. But what started shooting and all that and value the three-pointer was back when they took when they took away illegal defense. When people stopped doing zones and all that, the only way you could beat the zone was by shooting the three. And then over time, more and more people shoot threes. More and more people broke the record for threes. And now, you got it to the point that kids like seven years old shooting from 30. Like, the, the mid-range now is non-existent. And I think it's because the change of the rules, honestly. Like, over time, it's like less and less bed ranges out there. Now I got to the point, like, Carmelo, the only person that shoots the bed range in the NBA right now that I see consistently. Yeah. It's I mean, he's a, he's a bum. I mean, but he, if he anything, but, uh, I'm sorry. That's just a little bit of personal hate. But if anything, I know. I know the mid-brain is one of the <laughs> most lost talents that the NBA has. And if anybody has shooting the mid-range. It's number two behind post play. Honestly. Yep. It's either three-pointer, dunk, or layup now. In today's game, which is sad, everything is driving kick, driving kick. But if anything, man, anything else for the NBA All Stars? Nah, All-Star man, get to that, uh, Nah, man, let's get to these combat sports. Let's do it. Nah, yeah. man, let's go ahead and get into our last GBU before we get into the combat sports, man. All right, RP the GBU. Super Bowl Sunday last week, man. Split top wheat bread got it, MT. 31-20. What you think about it? I swear uh, I've been saying that all wrong <clears throat> the whole week. I've been calling. I was like half and half wheat bread. It was uh, 
half white, half wheat. Flip top. That shows you, okay, that there we shows go. you who goes grocery shopping for their home. Okay? It's clearly not you, Zeus. You sing your lady there. But it's fine. It is what it is. That's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. It's okay. I'm going to sniff the drink out. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, but it is. It's split top. We bred 31 to 20. I think all three of us in here picked the Chiefs for the Super Bowl. So Yeah, we did. No, nah, I, I kind of reneged. I was about to pick the Niners, but, uh, oh, then I picked the Niners. No, you didn't. No, uh-uh. No, no, you no I, the, I went with the Chiefs, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was unanimous, and it was just for the simple fact of what we've been saying all season with the uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a team that, in order to beat them, you have to apply the pressure on the offensive side. People always think, yeah, I got a good defense, I can slow them down. You can, but the fact that Patrick Mahomes only needs 45 seconds 45 to 90 seconds to score, it's a scary thing because you can feel like that you have the game in the palm of your hand, and then when they decide to kick it in the overdrive, it's like, well, damn, they scoring. Yeah, I know they are because that's what they're able to do, and they're able to do it fast, and they can do it faster than you can, and if you make a mistake, they'll turn around and score again to put even more pressure on your team. Then you just sitting there looking stupid. And that's what happened. Um, and yeah. first of all, let me just say this as well. I get so tired of the microwave effect that social media has created and people sitting up here, you know, having the mitigated goal to want to call somebody out for, uh, for bad play and don't even know half of the story. So, of course, there's a meme flying around because Darrell Reeves picked a fight with uh, Darrell Reeves picked a fight with um, with Richard Sherman Richard. on a week leading up to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, saying that hey, you know, he has behind the cover three, he don't play man to man like I do, he's not as solid of a corner as I am. Essentially, hating. Like, let's just be real. It, it, it's a little bit of hate. And Richard Sherman is getting up there in age. We know that he re, he's recovered from, like, a major leg injury. But at the same time, Richard Sherman has been a big deal for the 49ers. He has. And then everybody, oh, well, it's the front four that gets the pressure. You know, Sherman ain't been doing nothing. I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, you still have to stick with that. You have to stick with that receiver. Yeah, you know, I mean, does that make sense? Trying to get does that make it. sense? <laughs> Uh, what uh, was it, Revis? That uh, yeah, had said that against him. So does that make sense now? Like, can can that be valid? Because at first, I mean, because I believe that we actually covered it. Um, when we put out the tweet, and he was saying, "Oh, you stay in the cover zone. That's how you get your plays," which is true. He do stay in the cover. He read the quarterback eyes. He can probably end up rolling up on a pick and, you know, make a nice play. But his man-on-man is trash. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. My point is this. The Chiefs have burnt a lot of corners this year, a lot. Stephon Gilmore didn't have the best game either against the Kansas City Chiefs. And all he gave up, Richard Sherman, six catches. He did. He was targeted six times, so he gave up six catches. 
And I think he gave up like 76 yards and a touchdown. But what I will say is out of those 76 yards, 38 of them came on one play. So he didn't play horrible. I'm not saying that he played great, but people got to stop giving him, you know, like this hard time, like, oh, he's trash because but he, to be he honest, also he had a pick to that game, right? Yeah, he did. I believe it was. Yeah, he had a Okay. I think, yeah, I think he had a pick that game. So, hold on, let me just, I want to confirm it. But, yeah, like people, the thing is, people in social media, whenever something is rolling, oh, yeah, you know, such and such, they are trash. They are garbage and all of that. Like, no, no, like that's not the case. Now, Sherman did. I'm not going to say he's garbage, but I'm just going to say that his man coverage is, is not the best. Everybody ain't. And at the same time, everybody ain't Dion either. Everybody ain't Dion Sanders, okay? I was about to say that. Like, we yeah. play, we play covered. You still got to read a route. You still got to read the quarterback's ass. You miss your part in the coverage. It's more than likely it's going to result in the touchdown than you playing man. Exactly. So, you can't say the difficulty is more playing man. Because you got to rely on other people as well. I mean, you being a Redskins fan, bro, you know the importance of cover. If somebody missed a cover, what the fuck happens on the deep ball? So, at well, the end of the uh, day. Yeah, which is true. Especially with our defense, yeah, because yeah. That's, the, that's the main problem. So, for him to be, you know, at the age he is, as the 49ers to get to the point he is, and him to go to another game, shout out to him. But at the same time, yeah, 100% completion rating, that's unacceptable. I'm sorry. Okay, how many that yards is. it was? Six or six. That's unacceptable. He couldn't stop yeah, one of them things. A... He could deflect yeah, one of them things. Like, come on, yeah. man. <laughs> It'd be very rare if you see a stat like that on Stephon Gilmore these days. That's all I'm saying. True. I mean, I don't I mean, know. I, I mean, I, I don't. I, yeah, go ahead. I mean, okay. but at the end of the day, no, I'm just gonna say at the end of the day, let's just let's just dive into the Super Bowl period. So let's talk about Jimmy G throwing two interceptions. Let's talk about the running game, which was decent, but I felt like that they didn't use uh. They didn't run the ball enough. I felt like this was a game where they wanted to put the ball in these hands forward. Go ahead. How about I say they tried to run the ball? How about I say uh, how about I say what's his name? Most Mozart. Mozart. Yeah. 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 Mozart. Yeah, something like that. I mean, but if anything, but, uh, he no, he, he kind of came off with a little bit of steam. He came off with a little bit of steam, but also he couldn't run. And he just didn't produce. Uh, I mean, he was averaging five yards a carry. Yeah, he was averaging five yards a carry. So, yeah. That's when he was averaging, but that was the beginning of the game. It was working. Like okay, if you uh, average it, okay, cool. But what you, what, what are you producing in the late quarter of the game? Well, that's the thing. Well, that's like you can make all your shots in the beginning of the first half, and then just 
start failing in the hat, you know, in the second yeah, half, the, and then you look the at thing, your overall stat, it's like, okay, yep. hey, I did this. But they but, stopped running the ball in the second half, so they stopped running the ball in the second half. They did. They stopped running the ball. Yeah. And when it came down to it, Jimmy G missed some key passes. If he would have made he that pass to Emmanuel Sanders, he would have won the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, he did uh, overthrow one for a touchdown, and then I believe it was another play. I think he uh, fumbled on. But also, either uh, his line, I mean, oh, my God, like they were missing blocks when it really mattered and set them set them back. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, shout I mean, out to Andy Reid. Yeah, nah, shout out to Andy Reid. Yeah, first, yeah, first of all, yeah, let's give uh, let's give some love to Andy, man. He finally got one. Um, I'm glad that he was able to get it done. And fun fact for you all, hell of a Black History Month for us, gentlemen. You got the Super Bowl MVP. And Super Bowl champion that was black with Patrick Mahomes. You got the regular season NFL MVP who was black, mm-hmm. and that was Lamar Jackson. And you got the NFL Rookie of the Year, which was Kyler Murray, and he was black. But that's the first time I think that's ever happened in NFL history. It is. You got the passing yards leader that was black. Well, okay, there you go. That's true. Yeah, Patrick. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, keep it, keep it going. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Hey, look, hey, number look, two was black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, shout out to that. Excellent. Finally, give the shot, man. Not being labeled no more. As a scrambling, gambling, can't throw in a pocket quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, man. Shout out. Oh, man, which is funny. Shout out to my man, Lamar Jackson, when that quote um, that was racist, that was even said, oh, he can do this because of his complexion. And he wore white sleeves, like, for the rest of, like, the next couple games. And then one of those. Oh yeah. Which was yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it, it was as easy for him to fake and hide the ball because he's dark skinned, just like the football. Yep. That was crazy. It was, but overall, man, here's the thing about this Super Bowl, and I'm not trying to take away from it from Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid because I am ecstatic. Oh, special. That both of them. Uh, speaking of Andy Reid, I know y'all uh, peeped him when they had the uh, parade back in the the great state of Kansas, and <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was catching out one one arm catches. I was like, okay, I see you. I have the post that I'm going to put on the page. He out there catching one-handed passes. But, man, shout out to Andy Reid, though, man. He definitely deserved that. Uh, Please. Okay, Philly fans. Oh, first and foremost, before you get that, MC, Philly fans, Somebody had to say it. Let's do it. 
please. Go ahead. Say your grace, but give it to the great state of Kansas. And not that, oh, he deserved it. We love you for being for Philly. No, 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 no. He exactly. left Philly, and he did his own he thing. Win okay? Exactly. He couldn't he win, couldn't win with y'all. McNabb was throwing up in the huddle. Yeah, like somebody had the audacity to talk about some shout-out to the Kansas City Chiefs, the Baby Eagles. I I, I immediately asked The Baby Eagles? Exactly. I'm like, y'all get one Super Bowl in 52 years. Exactly. You get one Super Bowl in 52 years, and then now all of a sudden they the Baby Eagles. But to be honest, I can see the Kansas City Chiefs within the next three seasons back in the Super Bowl before I can see the damn Philadelphia Eagles going. And that's real shit. It's going to be a minute before they go back. It is. It is. I don't know, man, to be honest with you. Depending on our division... It's up in the air right now, so uh, we want to let that just be for future dates. <laughs> Trying to tell you, man, the DC Defenders, man, best team in the DMV. Need to put them in the NFC East. Talk ah, about it. I want to say too. Also, I mean, um, XFL kicked off yesterday. Um, first game, actually, the first game that we had in D.C. from a football team since uh, the Washington Redskins left, and it was pretty much impactful. I mean, a lot of people were in tune. Um, we had, which I see on social media, they had a lot of uh, jokes and gestures because they had the pregame before they opened doors and nobody was uh in the seats, but as you watch the game, it looked like it was pretty much sold out to me. Didn't seem like it had an empty seat. Um, they had it at the new DC United Stadium as well. Um, they played the Seattle Dragons. And what you got to say on it, man? I, I don't know. I, I pretty much tuned into the game a little bit late. First and foremost, since we ain't doing GBU officially for the Super Bowl, let's do a GBU here. The good about it right. is I do like the new rules. I do like the presentation. I mean, they had presenta- great presentations the first time the NFL actually stole from them. So I expect a good presentation. And I'm going to be honest, uh, the new rules kind of make the sport exciting, and I like that they hit. I mean, I'm sorry. I do like the tackling on there at the end of the day. It, it was pretty entertaining. But let's be real. First and foremost, the first impression, you look at the jerseys and all that, it's like you watching the unlicensed Madden game. They need they need better jerseys. They need better logos. I'm sorry. It looks horrible. But it also all the sidelines. They had their, their creative the creative team jersey logos. Yeah, those are terrible. Like I could make better jerseys on two K two. But at the end of the day, also, too, I think all the, like, interviews and stuff, like, after they score and all that, it could be a little bit intrusive. I mean, I try to see what Vinnie Mac's going, try to use some of, like you said, off the air, 
of Zeus to kind of paraphrase it, some of that WWE style storyline character building type thing like they had in the first one, like people like he hate me and all of that. But exactly, yeah, I, you got to kind of play it like an alternative to the NFL. And I see that you try to do that, but I think less intrusive on that. Just be less intrusive. Yeah, I mean, I mean just real quick. <clears throat> Go ahead. No, I was uh, saying uh, some uh, of the. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me see. I, I, I was just yeah. gonna say one of the weirdest names that's throwing me off is the fucking Houston Roughnecks. Okay. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, like when I think about a roughneck, I'm thinking about '90s female rap. You know what I'm saying? When they talking about they needed a roughneck. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the rest of these names is cool. DC Defenders, Seattle Dragons, LA Wildcats, the Tampa Bay Vipers, the New York Guardians, the St. Louis Battle Hawks, and the Dallas Renegades. That's all fine. But Houston, they did y'all dirty with uh, the Roughnecks name. Like seriously, the Renegades. That's like an arena football team. Exactly. The logos are a little bit extreme, but uh, going back on what uh, Mr. Jones was talking about, I can agree with, like, they, it's like they're trying to build a storyline with everybody that's there. It's, it's, it's like, okay, if you relate it to Madden, they're trying to build a long shot with every player, but there's no need for that. We don't know these players yet. I think they should wait first. It's like every play, every uh, excitement moment, there was always somebody with a mic that was speaking. And I get the concept that they were trying to have, but it's too soon. They should let it develop first. Let us develop into, you know, a couple of people that's making, playing a role. Um, the whole coach being mic'd up 24-7 and they don't cut their uh, plays, that's kind of whack because after a while, we're going to know the plays. I don't think that you can build a strategy and a decent actual, like, pro football team and change the audibles every fucking game. That's not going to happen. So after a while, like, we're going to be sitting at home like, oh, well, we know this play. And even if still, it's, it's, it's a little bit overbearing. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, keep it on the sidelines. Now, I can see more sideline interviews. Like, if somebody just scores, interview them on the sideline. If a coach is in a tough situation, interview them before they do the snap on the sideline. But, yep. like, when no, they start so. going on the no, 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 no. with the players and all of that—that's too much. It was too, it was too bad because they actually, even on the, they didn't get to the sideline yet. They just scored. You, you see a reporter coming out there running with the mic. They not even saying nothing. They just got the mic in their face and they just trying to, you know, score a touchdown dance or anything else. Actually, the kicker ended up missing uh, a short field goal. And immediately after that play, <laughs> which was funny, 
it was like, uh, why did you come to me now versus when I did make the first field goal? But, you know, <laughs> I just got to get back and, you know, do what I need to do, blah, 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 blah. So that's funny. And then he came back and made a 55-yarder. So it's a lot. I think it's good. It's it's just they're not grasping the concept that they want. I think they're just trying to build, like, a, a relationship with each player on the team and capture every moment. Like, we'll probably want in maybe NBA or NFL, maybe after they score a dunk or, you know, did a highlight play, hey, what you got to say on it? You can say whatever you want. But I just don't think the the moment are developing at the moment. They ain't gonna be as genuine anymore because people are gonna watch what they say or do now because they know they're being mic'd up at all times. I mean, it's too risky. The reporter went on the field, Paul, bust their ass. Or they got somebody mic'd up and they say some crazy shit because they celebrate and they touch them. It's gonna happen sooner yeah. or later. It's it is, but you know, yeah. But I like the way that this league is going overall. Yeah, yeah. I definitely probably say that's the ugly for me. Yeah. How y'all thought? I mean, the thing is, commentary. I thought the commentary was decent. Like it wasn't. Yeah. Obviously, anything is better than a Booger McFarland, but. This commentary was actually pretty decent. Nah, which is crazy. You know, I actually listened to the commentary. They, uh, it seemed like they transitioned to the sport because everything was mic'd up. And then that's why I said that, like, it kind of goes into the ugly because the commentators are like, hey, well, we know what this is. We heard this set all night. And then they're analyzing the plays. So now they're telling the plays before it's happening. So it's kind of like it gives an edge, but then it gives, like, I don't really want to know what's about to happen, you know, before. So I think that's a split, too. So it's kind of like a good and a bad also. Yeah, only Romo can do that. They don't need all that. Not because (laughs) it's, it's like. No, it's like you can give the aftermath and then, like, you can be, like, tapped in hindsight. But also, you don't want to really give that foresight before the play happens because the coaches are mic'd up all the time. So you'll hear a play, and the plays are the same audibles. And then you'll hear the the quarterback screaming at the line. So you're like, okay, well, they're about to do a quick snap quick snap to, you know, short wide out or whatever their little calling is. So you're predicting it, but it makes it interesting because the other team knows it. And then now you're looking at the defense and how they're going to react and then how the offense going to play. So it's a good it's a good and, and a bad at the same time. Yeah. Some more games today. Are y'all going to watch the gentlemen? Yeah, I'm going to watch. So you the first game today. is at 2 p.m. It's uh, 2 p.m. It's the Tampa Bay Vipers and the New York Guardians. They're going to be on Fox. 
And then you got the St. Louis Battlehawks and the Dallas Renegades at 5 p.m. on ESPN. The good thing that I will say is why the XFL might actually last is because they've done a good job at their marketing and the stations that they're going to be playing on. Like Fox and ESPN, we all know those are two stations that normally have the NFL on there, and people are going to watch it. Like, it was hard to find AAF. Go ahead. At the end of the day, we have to give a huge, huge, huge shout-out to Vince McMahon for actually having the goal to make up for pretty much the biggest failure he had in his illustrious career. The XFL was the biggest failure in his career in 2001. It had one yeah. season, and that was it. And he, and you know the pride and the ego of a fucking Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He got the goal, actually smartened up, used his main platform as wrestling as a way to get the XFL back. You know why he's on Fox and why he's on ESPN and all of that? Because WWE made them there. Friday Night SmackDown was on Fox. We heard of that first before the XFL. That's how he got there. The same with ESPN, making deals with the WWE. Because ESPN wanted wrestling again because they ain't had it since, like, the 90s. Boom. Got that back. So, I mean, honestly, shout out to him. A lot of people complain about his wrestling mind and things, but as a businessman, he might have conquered something once again. And if he overcome his biggest failure in his career, because I think it's going to last more than one season. Because I think this time he's focused on football, and it's not more focused on the theatric and trying to kill the NFL right away. It's making a great quality quality football product for older fans like us, really. And, you know, giving people that maybe got exiled or written off in the NFL another chance. Or even college coaches, because one coach that stood out to me is Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops was coaching there. And we know he was a great coach at Oklahoma for a while. So that's pretty dope. So I mean, at the end of the day, get off the fence, man. Yeah, I give it to Vince. He's still an asshole. I really don't like the guy. But shout out to Vince. Um, I did like the opening, the opening game. Um, also, the second game that I played, I didn't really watch it in too much detail. Um, But I'm saying it already. Yeah. The defenders might want to start. I, the defenders. I don't know. I mean, it's not they got, like I'm hoping start, that the though. Dallas. I'm hoping that the Dallas Renegades don't win because I don't want to hear all the jokes and everything. Oh, a team in Dallas finally won. I need the I need the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl before the Renegades win a championship. Well, I already said. I already said that uh, <laughs> the defenders, if they end up winning. Right, <laughs> that uh, most people they're not even going to have the Redskins logo on their um, cars anymore. They're going to be wearing the Defenders uh, Creative Team logo. I- I'm not even going to lie. Hopefully, like next year, they do like a campaign with somebody else, like Reebok or who does the college jerseys. And, like they need to get with them because. Uh, whoever do like uh, what is that? Uh, Ohio, Ohio State, and they change up their college jerseys like pretty much like every game. 
They need to give a good Nike. Um, that uh, is that Nike or is that Reebok? I think, yeah, and there's another like, college saying they got Puma too, but they need to get with somebody because this is terrible. I mean, it's it's only the first year, so I'll try to give a chance. And we don't know what type of patents and copyrights the NFL has over certain designs either. So at the nah, end of the day, which is I, probably a lot. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I, I give it a chance. I gotta see what the next team's gonna look like, but right now, yeah. I mean, even when they first came on the air, they wasn't that great, but yeah. They gotta do something with it. It's too much money on the line to be looking like that. I don't think I don't think the first year compared or the first time they attempted this was as big as it is now. Then also you gotta think about how they can promote it. No, it was big. It was huge. It was, it was huge. Yeah, it was it was the next best thing, but it was pretty much they were stepping on toes of the NFL. That's why it didn't work. Also, yeah. in comparison, I mean, think about this now. I mean, do you and think the XFL can take thing. off versus, like, the LFL? I mean, because the LFL was pretty much the thing, too. They came well, about. And that was, no, because. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, no. no. I said He's LFL. He's talking about the lingerie football league. He's talking about the oh. lingerie football oh. league. Yeah, no, that shit was a joke. And that shit was literally the women had to pay to be in that damn league. And it was actually a tragedy because what you literally had was women being objectified to run around in fucking panties, a bra, shoulder pads, and a helmet, and that's it. Like, that shit was a joke, and I hope they cancel that. And some of them actually had talent, though. That's the crazy thing about it. They did, but they were looked at at nothing but sex symbols. That's it. But come on, yeah, man. Let's, that get to the that. Let's get to the shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get into it. We'll, we'll be going first, man. We're going to uh, boxing on MMA, man. Yeah. PBC, man. PBC, PBC, man. You know what I'm saying? We got to give. So, overall, the card was pretty decent. Um, We had two championship fights on that card. We had the featherweight title that was on the line, and then I believe we had the bantamweight title with – hold on. Let me just – I want to make sure I got the correct weight class, gentlemen. My apologies. So, we had the featherweight title on the line, which was Gary Russell Jr. versus uh, Nyambar. And then we had Rigadal – and Solis, which was for the uh, Bantamweight world title. So, yeah, 118 pounds. Um, overall, the event, it was okay. Uh, the That Rigandau and Solis fight could have been a lot better, but it just seemed like Solis was, he just wasn't throwing a bunch of punches. So Rigandau, obviously, he landed the more effective punches, and he played good defense and made Solis miss. And then for the championship fight, Gary Russell. Uh, I'm glad that he's fighting more often, but he definitely needs another fight this year. Uh, and, And I hear a lot of critics and everything, and I know 
Nyam Barr was saying something about, oh, well, Gary Russell, he doesn't have any power and things like that. That's cool. I get that. I get that he doesn't have any power. But just growing up watching Gary Russell Jr., speed is his power. And what I noticed Mm -hmm. is when Gary Russell Jr. was getting hit with one or two shots because the guy was putting the press on him, Gary Russell was doing what I've seen him do year in and year out, which is throw multiple punch combinations to back his opponent up. So, mm-hmm. what you think about that, that slip in the first round, though? Mm. To me, I think it should have been scored a knockdown, and that's just being real. It should have mm-hmm. been scored a knockdown, but mm-hmm. obviously, it's the champ, and you know things are going to go in the champ's favor. So, I mean, obviously, he won by unanimous decision, but okay. that definitely should have been scored a knockdown. You know, he won 118, 110, 117, 111, and 116, 112. That should have been scored a knockdown because it definitely came off of a punch. Uh, but yeah. Luther Gary Russell. And it looked like he tried to transition and yeah. tried to counter whatever he was throwing and then give him a punch. And he got tagged. They gave it a slip. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, speed kills, brother. And that's why you yep, want. It does. And speed is power. Anybody who's ever been in the sport of boxing, who's ever boxed before, if your trainer never taught you that speed is power, you need to get a new trainer. Well, I mean, show it to his opponent, though. He I mean, a, I, mean a, I don't think fight. I don't think he did really, really bad, to be honest with you. No, no. I just no did. He was good. And to be honest, no. this dude was sharp. And I'm gonna be honest with you. This guy, so he's from Mongolia, uh, and I'm trying to not, I'm trying not to butcher his name. Tustat Nyambar. To be honest, he's somebody I can see being around in the weight division for years to come because he came out with an aggressive style. He had some power behind his punches. Like it was a couple times where Gary Russell got hit early on in the fight, and he couldn't yeah. counter because. Dude's power was actually like knocking him off balance, and Gary had to kind of like regain himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude had some power behind his punches. It's just that later on, you know what I'm saying? He didn't have it. So yeah, but, but you overall, know, go ahead. You know we like to have this on this show though. What's next for Gary Russell? I'm hearing a lot about him and Tank. He's still calling Tank out as of last night. Also, you still got the Lomachenko rematch might be hanging in the balance. What you think will be next for Gary Russell? I mean, or is he just going to take another fight? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, let me just be real. So, I don't think the Tank Davis fight is going to happen right away because that's a dangerous fight right now for Tank. You know, Gamboa lasted essentially to what? The 12th round, Tank's last fight, and, you know, Tank ended up, uh, he wasn't impressive. Then, you know, unfortunately, the domestic violence thing that went viral and he had to turn himself in and everything so right yeah, now he might the, be he might he might be on chill for a minute. Exactly. He he needs to chill. 
because if he gets in a ring with a formidable opponent like a Lomachenko or like a uh, Gary Russell, Tank will have to win by knockout in order to overcome that because, again, we talk about politics, and then we just talk about the skill set of both of those fighters that we're naming. So Tank, to me, needs to take another tune-up fight, find somebody in that division who is not terrible, but they're decent, and, uh, you know, go from there. And then maybe late this year, maybe December or early 2021, maybe he takes on Gary Russell or Lomachenko. Yeah, I I can see that because right now he, no, it it can't be a Gary Russell or Lomachenko right now. He may actually lose that. And to me, I think if we did get a Gary Russell and Tank fight, we'll see a different Gary Russell too against uh, Tank. And, and, And Tank don't throw enough punches. And Gary Russell, we know he can fire off four or five shots in a matter of seven seconds. What do you think that fight would be at, though? Ooh. So with that one, you got to take that out west of Vegas. And the reason why I say that is because mm. you can't have it at the Verizon Center. It's too much ignorance there. You're going to have your ball down there. Well, gonna... I mean, if anything, no. I mean, for, I guess, uh, marketing strategy, that's what a rematch would be. Bring it back nah. home. Mm-mm. No. 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 Nah. You think he ain't no. learned no. right no. from exactly. J Rock? Nah. That's, that ain't the no. trend right now. He can't go home nope, right that's now. That's not the trend. He can't go home. And, and let's be real about some things. We know just from being in the area, PG County slash DC and Baltimore all in one arena, It they oh, can't act no. right. Exactly. Nick, and, and let's be real. During Super Bowl week, we saw some buffoonery down there in Miami. You got to have it in Vegas, and you got to make people – you got to raise the ticket prices. <laughs> that way – no, seriously. You got to raise the no, ticket prices. No, I'm, I'm thinking about Miami that week because I'm, I'm still thinking about, like, the lost souls that's still <laughs> in the airport, uh, you know, thinking. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. It is so sad. But, no, nah, go ahead. Yeah, but no, but Man. but but you got to do somewhere like Vegas, and what you got to do is you got to say, you know what, these tickets are going to be X amount, five or six hundred dollars a piece, because you got to make people second guess about being ignorant or acting ignorant. That way, if they spend that type of money, they're at least going to be civilized. But you can't have it back home. I'm gonna tell you right now, if it's back home in a Verizon okay. Center or or hold on, if it's back there in a Verizon Center. Or you know, in uh, in Baltimore somewhere, I'm gonna tell you right now, you're gonna have exactly. It, it's gonna be bodies, okay? Too many bodies. You can't have that at all. You can't even have it at the Barclays Center because it ain't nothing but a car ride for New York. P- I mean, I'm sorry, it ain't nothing but a car ride for Baltimore, PG County, and DC people. It's got to be out west. It has to be. Yeah, but let me ask you, what venue in Vegas would you put it at? You got MGM, you got Mandalay. I don't know if they're big enough right to uh, You think they're big enough to sell that out? Yeah, you can put them in a T-Mobile. I mean, right now, that's like Canelo's house right now. The zone pretty much owns T-Mobile right now. 
All right, we'll put them in the MGM then. Bring it back to the MGM. But the thing is, you you got to bring it out west because, again, people, they just not civilized. They not. And, unfortunately, our, our people on the East Coast, they're they not civilized for a fight like that. You will have, you know, if the outcome, if it goes to the cards and the outcome ain't the way somebody wants, somebody's going to get shot and stabbed out there in the parking lot, jumped and all that. You you can't have that. You can't. I'll be honest, though. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't have it, like, at the Verizon Center, though. I'm be honest. Because of that D.C. My, Baltimore story. Well, I want to have called over. Is it is it called the Verizon Center now? I thought it was called like the Capital One Center or something like that. I didn't change it so many times. Yeah, there's the Capital One Center. Know. Capital One Center. Yeah, it's the Capital, Capital One Arena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Capital One Arena. I won't Arena. be there either way. I'm about to say, look, look I won't you be know, there. That's how that's how you know, you know, you you've been around for a minute. I was like, you talking about the Verizon? I was like, hold up, Verizon? No, I think it's Capital One now, like. But anyway, um, uh, I don't know what's that. Uh, I mean, there's always something to talk about, man. But shoot, man, just getting an MMA. Um, John Jones. Uh, what was his opponent name? I really forgot. Doesn't matter. But let's get into this though, John Jones. I mean, he won another fight. So never watching his legendary. Nah, I really got to know his name because. Like literally, this guy literally kind of stood Dominic up the ground. Reyes. And to be honest, to be Dominic honest, Dominic Reyes, you, okay. he was undefeated going in there. Dominic, Dominic Reyes, Dominic Reyes <laughs> that was undefeated, should have still remained undefeated. I think that's why the fucking crowd blew. Everybody probably knows that. This is not yeah, the same John Jones that we've pick. seen. I'm sorry, you can pick. still build up that that, that you know. That climax, you know, that dramatic, that dramatic climax, you know, to that story that you was gonna build up. But I just wanted to get to the point. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. So you think he got robbed? Because I think John Jones did win it. But at the same time, if you gonna be considered the goat, you gotta finish the motherfucker. I'm sorry, all these five round fights that he's doing, it's not helping his legacy to me. Because, you know, one thing GSP did, he finished his opponent. Either he tapped so or he knocked you out. Like, these guys, other than what, Comey, what has he been doing? And this fight was very dangerous because, like you said, Dominic Graves was undefeated and he was a hungry young lion. And honestly, a majority of people agree with you, Zeus. The dude got robbed. That should be on your resume if you consider the greatest. And I think he he is an MMA, honestly. But this this fight was very disappointing. It's like I don't know if you need to focus more on striking or anything like that. But yeah, like, like the first okay. couple of rounds, when they try to do it, yeah, he just be trying to grab your wrist the first two rounds. Like, it's like no aggression. I know he's trying to read you and all that, but the only round I would say he clearly won was probably like the fourth. Other than that, all the other rounds, you can argue where he has won. It, it, it was damn disappointing, though. 
It was very disappointing. What y'all think of the fight? I mean, yeah, I already gave my just... perspective. I mean, yeah, I just think... Go ahead, MT. I was just going to say, I mean, it went back to what we talked about previously, gentlemen. I mean, UFC, the fact that Dana White has been able to monopolize off of it, turned it to the WWE. Uh, it's very regular now. There's no pop. There's no frill. There's no... I don't know. I, mean, I wouldn't a... say he turned it to the WWE. Now, I would say he probably turned himself into, like, uh, Vince hole. McMahon. Yeah, exactly. Like, he commercialized himself and selling himself as a character and trying to sell, you know, the whole um, sport that way. But other than that, I mean, I wouldn't say that for the fighters, though. Like, it, it depends on the fight. Sometimes we just don't get a good fight because we get halfway fighters. And then the whole time we get halfway crooks. Like, um, I don't know. I'm not sure what they scaling fights on nowadays. Like, I don't know if they going off, like, the same classic shit as, like, uh... Well, it's always been the same, though. Like, I don't know, like, boxing. boxing. Like, boxing. When when people go to distance in Boston, and you're like, dang, well, scaling this whole fight as far as performance. Well, we have the champ here. He didn't really do anything, but he kind of did this. We might give it to him. Like, it's just like one of those persuading things that we should already know the outcome. If it's pretty much match. I don't think they usually go on a performance for the other person because it's kind of like going against the grain. It is. And may also... And they be in the betting too. We also talked about that. Depends on what the sports betting is. Hey, this person favors a little bit more uh uh higher. Well not even favor higher, but um lower with a better payout. And we're gonna make it interesting. But we're gonna give it to the person that, you know, just got the split. So I don't know. I mean overall, like I said, to me it's just yeah. Like, it's not the greatest, it's not the worst, but uh, just the past few UFC fights, I just haven't been impressed. And lo and behold, I think if we check the schedule right now, I think we got another UFC fight coming up within the next, like, two weeks or some shit. So, you know, another pay-per-view. And it's just like, yeah, all these pay-per-views and everything, it is. Like, it's watering down the sport. We see what's happening. Obviously, John Jones uh, was spared. Speaking of water fight. down the sport, we got A, B, and uh, J, P. I don't yeah. want to talk about that shit. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it either. <laughs> fuck that fight. Nah, like seriously, fuck, fuck that fight. That's why I abbreviated. See, that's just watering it down. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, but seriously, yeah, I overall, why John fuck that fight. The fight though. Like, total strength, right. John Jones is 107 out of 170. And he yeah. had almost two minutes of ground control compared to zero. But the thing that was disappointing is his takedown attempts was two for nine. That is so unlike John Jones. 
Talk that shit. Now they at the same time he had control of the cage and he landed damn near all the strikes. One oh seven out of one seventy, that's kinda accurate. Not a lot though. I mean definitely aggressive, but yeah. <sighs> it is crazy though, because, like who's next? There's really nobody I can see who's next out there. Unless he go up to heavyweight or something. I don't know what he's going to do at this point. He might got to hang it up because there's nobody to fight, honestly. Well, I think one of the <laughs> fights that they're trying to put together, what's the other dude that's kind of like arrogant? I forgot his name. He a black dude. Uh, oh, social Cal media Bender. is trying to put What is it? I'm talking about Style Bender. The uh, dude will fight like Anderson Silva. I know exactly what you're talking yep. about. Yeah, they trying to make that fight happen. Uh, I, I don't think he, because you know John Jones is John Jones always. One thing about him is every fight is different for him. It's not he has a signature style really. He adjusts to his opponents, man. All that striking and all that. John Jones ain't gonna be doing all of that. He's gonna take him down and he's gonna try to throw elbows or something. Like he's gonna find a way to win. Don't get me wrong, that dude is very great in striking, and he has a kicker and a puncher chance to win, but I just think John Jones is too much of a strategist to lose that one. Huh? It's going to take an Anderson Silva-type shot out of nowhere or something for John Jones to lose, honestly. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to disagree with that. Definitely possible. Man, what else we got out there, man? All right, well, we got some new music that's come out uh, as far as new. What? What was that? All I heard was it, but it was empty. That man sound like Eli over there. That man sound like Eli. uh, What's the other dude? What's the other dude, uh, the light skin one? Yeah, nah, but what's the other dude, the light skin one? Uh, that be singing r and B. I I forgot his name. Oh, I'll man. Um, I'll be sure. You know who I'm talking about. Nah, nah, nah. Wow. <laughs> he was... <laughs> what are you, he's, uh... Hold on. I'm trying to, he was a little special needs, too. I forgot his name. Radio? Nah, he ain't on the radio. No, I was talking about like radio. Oh, Ice JJ Fish. Ice JJ Fish. Oh my god. Yeah, that's exactly who Mr. Jones sounded like. I was like, who the hell? He was about to say something. I was like, 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 I I just want to get straight yeah. to the shit. This got to take a decent album. I thought oh, it was fire. Oh, man. I didn't skip a single yeah. track. But the crazy thing about it is, those albums we complained about because we heard most of the tracks. We already heard like five or six of these jokes, but how the album blended, it still was dope, which is crazy. 
And then the smart thing about what he did is he released it independently, basically, of the Empire Records. So he didn't sign to a label or anything. He's really doing all this himself. Flipping that money he gave him and all that endorsements he probably got and all of that. And he making some of it. Now, though, how many of these songs went in y'all playlist, though? I said about album. Hit, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, guys. I'm not even like, I, I just put the whole album in there. Like, I'll probably just put put it on, and I'll let it spin until like I'm like, all right, I may want to listen to something else depending on my mood. But that album is definitely one of those that you can really put on. When you pretty much just waking up and you just you really just want some nice tunes positive. in your head and yeah, not even positive. I mean, yeah, of course with positivity, but it's just like it's it's yeah. I'm looking for another say it's word. All positive, sir. Nah, man, nah. I don't want to be all like uh, snapping fingers. You know what I'm saying? And all positivity and vibes, but nah, just like like just the sound. And, and the sound waves that you get in your ears, it's different from versus you waking up to, you know, life is good, you know, by Dragon Future, you know what I'm saying? But it's a little bit more than that. Then maybe you can probably switch into that if you get get my tempo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was fake, though. Yeah, so, yeah, so great, some good content on that. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. Black Habits is probably like my favorite song on there. That's dope. Um, I really like the Johnny guy with Ari Lennox. That was dope, too. Yeah, definitely a dope-ass song. It was good to see him collab with his brother. That was dope. Yeah, with Sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got the you got the Snoop endorsement. You already know when you're young enough to come in the West, once you get your Snoop endorsement, you're kind of solidified in a way. So that's very dope. I mean, there's really no complaints about the album. Which I give it out of five. I give it like a four, four and a half almost. Yeah, I give it about a, yeah, four and a half. The thing is, uh, The thing is, what you're going to get with the biggest backlash is, oh, he's a Kendrick clone. He sounds like Kendrick Lamar. I don't think so, really. I think I think that's why I give it a four. Is, I'm not even going to lie to you. That's why I give it a four. The yeah, and then oh I my know. god, I didn't even get into that too. But then also, all right, this is the positive and negative things on that. So if you impeach some of his videos, he actually had, like, his videos, the breakdown, he would talk in Spanish and then have, you know, the subtitles on and then talk in English and then had Spanish subtitles on, which was kind of dope. And I was like, ah. I get this. You know, it's like you're, you're flipping a double entendre, but we still getting the whole story of what you're trying to explain. Mm-hmm. But it's like the negative on that 
I'm not if I'm not fluent in it, I'm I'm not even gonna lie to you, look. You're gonna have to do a double track or something. Because I'm not trying to hit that and then if I'm not every bilingual. Song. Exactly. But you can't do that every and, song. And that's what I said when he was on Hustle and Flow. Yeah, I argued with me on that. I was like every song though. Every but that song. was the competition though. Yeah, but with the competition, like, you got to show your ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to do everything that you can but to. Tom, but that was separated. That was, like, one of the main things that separated him from the competition, period. Exactly. And, yeah, he's, so that's why he had and to now he's it. utilizing it to his full capability, but you don't want to overdo it. It kind of yeah. almost seemed like overkill. Here's what I would like to see him do. I would like to see him take more of a Miguel approach. You come out with your regular album in English, and then Uh you turn around, once that album is successful, make a Spanish version. That way it it can play in all the reggaeton clubs and whatever else. That's what I would like to see happen. Because when you give us one version... Yeah. Well, nah, that, but then that, that takes away from his creativity, though, because he's already trying to—he's already trying to paint a picture before that. And then if you come up with an all-rap album and then try to convert that to Spanish, like what you already said, like sometimes the context is not the same because it doesn't sound the same. It has to flow it the same the to go same. with the beat. Miguel literally. It, no, no, no. Think about it. No, when you're. Miguel literally did the same thing He came out with Warren Leisure People was loving that album But what he did was He came out with the same exact song But he sung them in Spanish It's the same beats The same melody The same lyrics They're just in Spanish It can be done And Miguel was successful I mean I don't know Yeah that's yeah, that's R and B. I about to say you know, no, you can swag out at home. You can sing out the song. No, rapping is different. No, listen, no, listen, no. Look, cadence. It's cadence and pitch. It's cadence, tones and pitch. You can do the same in R and B, no matter what. But in hip hop, in the same song, you got to do different cadences and different tones and no. different pitches no. and different rhythms no. in the same song. No, so it might no. not match the beat. No. Okay. No, no. Okay. This is okay. What you gonna no. say? I said what, you what I said. Say? I said what I said. Here's the thing. We got ten minutes left. Oh, all good. the mother projects yeah. all the yeah, all the mother projects was decent, but man, let's talk about power, man. We gotta talk about power for the last ten minutes. We all knew what happened. We all knew what was going to happen. Thank God that they transitioned to essentially the children and putting, you know, Goat Tariq in power and, uh, you know, taking out Ghost. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, we see that it's going to be like four different spinoffs. So you got Power Book 2 with Ghost. You got another book. That's focused on Tommy's afterlife after he gets out of town and goes to Cali. We got another one that's focused on Governor Tate, which is weird as shit to me. 
And then we got one that's talking about Canaan. So how y'all feel about that? Is 50 involved with all of them? Is who? 50? Yeah. Every last one of them. That may be okay. Okay. So first of all, where did you get this from? And then how is this even making sense? So you telling me the new (laughs) spinoff, the one that Mary J. Blige in, the book of Ghosts, is that Mary Mary J. Blige? Yeah, Mary J. Blige is going to be Tariq's new supplier. <laughs> All right, man. You know what? I'm gonna let you go ahead and swag this one out now. So, what I think of what they're gonna come into play if this is true, and you're not really trolling, <laughs> it has probably got a nice ring to it. I mean, it'll have something for, I guess, future content, and then you can always spin the character. And then tie in other characters that's love, so that way you can play on into the actual power. I guess story they can make their own pretty much creative world and power with you know people that we all love and then connect them together in different storylines type of shit. Uh, yeah, I was going like to Marvel Cinematic Universe. Exactly. I mean, in, yeah, in a way, to me, that's what it seems like to me. And overall, that's what I'm praying for. I hope that, uh, like, I hope that, you know, obviously they'll come, like, they'll find a way to be connected. Because to me, Councilman Tate doesn't deserve his own spinoff, unless it's going to be like a mini series of like six episodes. The one that should, you know, have continuous seasons, obviously, is Power Book 2 Ghosts. Because we see Tariq literally trying to balance college and trying to get the money that his father promised him after he completes the degree and also still trying to sell drugs and maintain the street life while trying to get his mother out of jail and go and keep away from Saks as well, who's essentially still trying to get him for the murder of Raymond Jones and now possibly his father. That's true. I mean, so to me, it could be, be it could be literally, and it could literally be detailed, and then for real, for real, they can actually have Tariq jumping from each spinoff, trying to gain that ultimate goal. Because not, nah, but but here's the thing though, it's not going to make nah, sense think to about have it. Tariq go to California. It's it, not going to make sense it to have Tariq go I mean, to California. Think about it. I'm Why not even going to lie You never know. Because you know how horrible this writing is. And then also, you know how we love certain characters. Unless y'all it, no. Unless y'all didn't no. write it, I don't care about it. No. No. Unless y'all didn't write it, I don't no. care about it. No. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just saying. Sorry. I wouldn't be surprised I'm, if they come off with a spinoff. This man, Tariq, he's in... No. Uh, uh, the, no. the new spinoff and there's something else and then they no. got the careful and taste spinoff he in there and then like no. once he complete well, college well, he still got to do other shit to, to finish whatever he needs to do to get all the money no. or no. just to have certain no. connects no no I'm no. trying to tell you no next thing you know no. you're going to no. check it and Ghost going to be no. coming in and he's going to have Appearances like Angela. No. 
Now, here's the thing. I will tell y'all Tyreke. one of the things. I guarantee no, you. No, I will say. No, no, I will say one of the things that does make sense, what you said, was him being in councilman Tate. Because I could see Tate going to him and saying, hey, I want to use you for, you know what I'm saying, my campaign and, you know what I'm saying, what I'm doing. And I still want to continue the Queen's Child Project and kind of like use Tariq, you know what I'm saying, to like, oh, you know, we want to build this in honor of your dad and your sister that you lost. You know what I'm saying? So I could see him appearing on there. But in Tommy's, Tommy should be completely separate because Tommy done went to California. You know what I'm saying? So he's on a completely separate coast. Tommy need to meet a new connect and be flooding the L.A. market with shit. That's what needs to happen with that. Man, look, trust me. I ain't even going to lie to you. I wouldn't no. be surprised to re-go over there because he's trying to figure out how he can go ahead and clear the no. force and have some shit no. sent in from his side no. or even get something no. connected from I'm trying to tell you, the same no. way that he's going to be in no. the mistake joke. I'm trying no. to tell you, it's going to be no. some type of way, and then all this no. shit is going to add up for the late season of whatever the fuck he's going to do in his no. prime uh, little jump. I'm trying to tell you. No. Watch. It. Watch. No. It. It's going to happen like no. that. No. No. We'll talk that way. Why okay. are we not talking about Fifty Girl Show that's on ABC? The show that's probably gonna get over Evan. Why are we not talking ah, about what is that, that? Life, life? What is that? Life in? Life Life in or something yeah. like that? I for don't life. have no life. That's, that's gonna be why? a great because show. I don't have because I don't have time for black positivity, okay? We're gangbangers and sell <laughs> drugs. That's it. Okay? That's all black people can do. That's all we can do. Okay? That's all we can do, motherfucker. We gang bang and sell drugs. That's all I want to talk about. I guess that and enjoying the Illuminati, huh? Exactly. Enjoying the Illuminati. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I've been... Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I got some family members who ain't shit. I got some family members who ain't shit. What do I need to do? Okay. Get out of here. In closing, this is, this is, this is, this is a bad way to end the show. Hey, somebody take his cup. Special all right. Why <laughs> well, we got a little bit of time though? Special shout out to you, Zeus. Your B day tomorrow. You turned into big three zero, man. We couldn't have a better co-host, man. Shout out to you, Zeus, my brother. Very, very happy birthday. Turn up for your thirty, my brother. I appreciate okay, man. it, man. Enjoy. Man, look, I'm not turning you know 30. Saying? I'm turning 21. You know what I'm I love don't, it. <laughs> don't be down there in K Street. You know what I'm saying? Avoid K Street. But, yeah, sir, enjoy. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you definitely want that to be down there. Yeah? You know what I'm Probably saying? Probably Club, Club 202. Okay. <laughs> All right. But I'm your host, MT, signing off. And with me are my co-host. Mr. Jones, a.k.a. Sam Jones. And Mr. Come First, because you got to respect me and our other co-host. This is the truth, man. Signing off. Always, you know, real talk about real people, man. Make sure you check us out next week. Always the same time, 11, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Ooh, check me out. 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And then also... Check us on Facebook, IG, YouTube, and check us on the Apple and the Android app podcast. I'll let you next time. Peace.